now was to what end? And I, again, like, I don't know how long I'm gonna get to do this thing here on Earth. Like, I, I, I mean, starting to take it to like a grim place, but like I could be gone tomorrow. I could be, nope. be gone next year. I could be gone yep. in five years. And while I still will work every day towards my goal, put some something in, it doesn't have to be crazy. Um, how am I living my life, my day-to-day life? Can I find joy in what I'm doing daily when I'm not achieving goals? Who am I when I'm not working? You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey, hey, Rebel Heart Nation. Welcome back to the podcast this week. We are going to kick today's episode off with a five-star review from Wendy Stars, and she says, the best real talk. I look forward to this podcast every single week. I love the real talk. I've gained so much from listening. Thank you, ladies. You rock. And if you've been listening to the podcast, even just for a couple of episodes, you've probably realized we're all about the real talk on this episode, which is about what happens in the first 20 minutes of every single episode. And Wendy, thank you for your review. Thank you for your time. If you haven't left a review for the podcast yet, we would just be so grateful. You can head over to iTunes to do so. We would love your feedback. And on that note, we would really love to hear from you as to what you'd like to hear from us for the podcast. We want to be here to serve all of you, to answer your burning questions, to bring issues and topics to the table that are relevant and exciting and um, we're here for it. And so you can hop over to rebelheartradio.com slash ask and submit a question or make a suggestion for a topic for the podcast. And we would absolutely love to hear from you. We definitely will have some Q&A episodes coming up where we just kind of go through some questions rapid fire and answer as many as we can. And your questions are most welcome. And of course, we'll be calling for those on Instagram as well. This week, I am so incredibly excited. I could not be more stoked. I went solo this week. This is Cassie, by the way. I'm sure you've known (laughs) Um, to interview uh, and have like honestly a discussion rather than an interview with my girl, Jess Gertner. Um, She is over at Jess.HoldTheSpace on Instagram. Go follow her immediately if you haven't already. This audio will keep playing if you hop over to Instagram and click follow (laughs) and you can find her information in the show notes. But Jess is an athletic trainer. She's a certified cross trainer. She's a blogger. She's a recipe creator. She's a podcast host over at Modern Mamas with our girl, Laura Brunner as well. And she has this glorious passion for real food, real authentic connection, and just sharing herself flaws and all with all of you. And she's kind of a recovering perfectionist, 
which is hilarious because I think Jess is just one of those people who just comes forward with authenticity and really does embrace those flaws. So that just shows she's done the work. Um, but she really focuses now on supporting women and finding their truth and nourishing their minds and bodies intuitively, creating joy in their lives as they nav- navigate the motherhood transition. Um, and she really pours her heart and soul into her podcast, again, Modern Mamas, and pushes herself to be really vulnerable in all her platforms every single day uh, to hold kind of this beautiful space, which is why it's just a hold the space. She's holding space for you to be your authentic selves. Um, and she's also a recipe contributor to the newly launched baby making and beyond program. Um, and she loves creating nutritious and accessible recipes for all of you guys too. So you can find her, her food creations, all her lifestyle stuff, podcast episodes, um, on her website, which we'll link in the show notes and then connect with her on Instagram, which is the best place to find her right now at just.holdthespace. This week we brought her back to have a discussion around the myth of balance, how hustle is extremely overrated and what it means to, you know, set priorities and take those small daily actions that it takes to take care of yourself alongside going for big dreams and goals and what that means kind of practically, um, but also just from a thought process and kind of the evolution that she and I have both gone through as we've, you know, realized we're these people who our, our dreams are never going to be small. They're never going to be smaller than they are now. They're only ever going to get bigger. And, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast about burnout and how to kind of come back and manage your energy after dealing with something like that. But what we're all trying to get here for you guys is, is the ability to just not ever get there. We don't want you to burn out. Um, and so I loved this discussion with Jess on just why this, this idea of just hustling hard a hundred percent of the time, not only does it like scientifically has been proven to not make sense, not work. (laughs) We need rest. We need creative time. We need time in nature. We need time away from work. Um, but also it's, you know, not served us well to step into that place of just constantly grinding and hustling. And we feel like There are so many people out there in the personal development space who are just throwing around the word hustle or dig digger or dig. And, you know, sometimes the the thing we're supposed to do is not to dig deeper and go further. It's to reflect back, look inward, take care of ourselves. And so you guys are absolutely going to love this conversation with Jess today. And I'm just so grateful. Jess, thank you for being on the podcast again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rebel Heart Radio. This week, I have my girl, Jess Gertner, on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm so excited you're here. So happy to be here. You're my favorite person to talk to about um, energy management, burnout, authenticity, integrity. I love all of those things, and you kind of encompass a lot of the characteristics that I try to strive for and that honestly none of us are perfect we're all trying to do this stuff as best we can all the time um but this is a conversation I was like I want to have this on the podcast and I want to have it with Jess so here we are I feel so honored you're making me blush (laughs) friends I'll make you blush all day girl um this is you know you guys know usually when we have a guest on it's just like a straight love fest so all the love this is gonna be no different (laughs) so uh basically what we want to talk about on the podcast today is just this idea that balance is a myth 
and hustle is highly overrated. And, you know, how do we navigate that now that hopefully we know that kind of through entrepreneurship? And I know a lot of you guys listening to the podcast are um, either entrepreneurs or you're very career driven people in addition to maybe being a a mama. Um, And, you know, one thing that has just been a big realization for me, you guys know, I've been talking about my burnout and a lot of my energy management tactics, tactics surrounding that after coming out of a pretty good stage of burnout. And we're not fully out of it yet, which I talked about last week on the podcast. But uh, I am stuck in this place. And I feel like a lot of us are as entrepreneurs where you just always want more. And I don't think, uh, I think that's innate to me. I think that's innate to a lot of us who are entrepreneurs and we want, we will always want more. We will always go higher. We always want to rise, to help more people, to educate more people, to do more, to make more money. And that's net, that desire is never going to go away for me. So I've got to figure out how to manage this shit because if I don't, I'm in trouble because we're still in the early days of this. And that's been honestly one of the biggest realizations for me is just that I don't think there's ever going to be an end to how far I want to push myself. And, you know, my dreams might be crazy to some people, but, you know, Jess, for example, is someone I can tell my dreams to. And she's like, oh, heck yes, you're going to do that. That's great. (laughs) Everybody else is like, oh, that's too big. And it's usually speaking to their own insecurities. But still, I feel like, you know, so much of the growth requires so much more reflection than I thought. And part of that reflection is looking back and going, okay, like, what do we do with this? So Jess, like jump in tell us kind of your journey through work and kind of figuring that out for yourself I know you're kind of in the middle of your journey I think we're going to be forever of figuring out how to not balance but and I've talked about this on the podcast in the past and I think in our episode as well um Jess is this her second time being on the podcast so repeat so grateful repeat (laughs) we're all about repeat guests actually uh And, you know, we talked about the idea of like strain and counter strain or like tension instead of balance because it's never actually truly equally balanced. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I was just nodding my head the whole time you're talking. And I when I think about balance, I think people people think that one day we're going to arrive at this place where we just have it all figured out and we're going to feel this overwhelming sense of peace and we're just going to stay there. And for me, I kind of rephrase it, and I'm a huge science geek, and I think more like homeostasis, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, there's that constant flux, and the, the sooner that I accepted that, like, it's a process that's never ending, the happier I became with just the process. And I think you and I, very goal-oriented people, and again, Talking about the Enneagram, I promise I will try not to make this an Enneagram episode, but... No, I, please don't. Please don't <laughs> not make it in. Everything is the Enneagram. Everybody knows. We've probably already lost the people who don't want to hear about the Enneagram. <laughs> okay, good. Your people are here for it. That's good. Yes. And, and just full disclosure, Jess is becoming an Enneagram coach, so... We will definitely have her back on to talk specifically Enneagram, but you just go for it, girl. Full reign. Well, I was just going to say, there are certain types of personalities that are really, really driven. And I think when we learn about why, because to to the outside, it could look like, 
oh, Cassie, she's so ambitious. She's never happy with what she has. She always wants more. And some people can look at that as a negative trait. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think knowing why and also knowing that, like, this has been a process for me is not attaching my worth to those dreams and outcomes because that could take a long time. I mean, I don't even know exactly what your dream is, but say my dream is one day I want to move to Colorado. I want financial freedom. I want work freedom. Um, I basically want the freedom to do whatever it is that my heart calls me to do. Um, And that's big. And that's probably not something that's necessarily going to happen next year or like even in two years or five years, who knows? Um, But knowing that that is a process and the less I attach my worth to achieving it, like the more I can be happy with the work to get there. Mm. And do you know what? Does that make sense? I don't know. We're kind of already going off so much sense. But no, no, I this is an episode of just tangents and discussion. And we're all here for it. I first of all will say meet you in Colorado in 15 years if you're down for that. Um, (laughs) I seriously I'm like, yes, I'm so Josh and I used to live in Colorado. We lived there for a couple of years while I was in graduate school and we've already decided we're eventually going to retire there. So it's gorgeous. I absolutely love it. So I'm with you on that. That is part of the goals for me, oddly. <laughs> well, cool. Um, but I, I love what you said about uh, knowing why we're driven and just having so much more contentment in that journey based on are we fulfilling that why? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's going to change. Like your why is going to change. And then also how whatever you're doing fits that why is going to change over time too. And I've seen that happen with nutrition counseling and beauty counter and all of the things. Um, but I think no matter what, even though we have these huge goals and, you know, we can say as much as we want about being happy with the journey, but it's so easy to dip into this space of just massive hustle and then get burned out. Like how have you seen yourself in that space? Holy cow. Are you in it now? I'm in it. And how did you backtrack? Like how do you backtrack from that? And then how do you reenter? Right. I'm in the reentering phase and I'm like, okay, I have to do this really intentionally. Mm -hmm. I think again, it really just goes back to awareness because Gosh, that that is the key for me. Um, and also, I do recognize, I do, I do strongly dislike the term hustle, but I do Ugh, recognize gross. that there are going to be periods of time where I am chasing after a goal that has a timeline, for instance, um, or that is going to require a little bit more of me um, than maybe what I would give on the the daily. And I think. Like, it's okay to respect that. So say if someone's, I can't even, I'm trying to not relate it to beauty counter or podcast. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it's really interesting in relation to beauty counter, we have these incentives that plop in our lap kind of on a quarterly basis or so Mm -hmm. that are really big usually and, or even just two or so a year. And for me, I have to really look at it through the lens of like, does this incentive period match up with a period of my life where I actually can do that? Mm -hmm. Because I know what it's going to take from me. And if I can't give it, 
I'm not going to, you know, fall over myself to try and do it and then go even deeper into burnout by doing it. And this is kind of the decision that I made for the last incentive trip. I was, I literally let it go from the very beginning. And I love Jess. She was like, okay, do I call you out because you're, um, you know, you're, you're scared. Are you afraid that you're not going to get it? Is that why you're not going for it? Or are you actually, and then I explained why. And she was like, oh, yep. Nope. Perfect. You should not go for it. <laughs> right. I, um, I remember I that conversation. So yeah. And yeah. I think it's so easy to relate back to a business that's kind of cyclical too. Mm-hmm. you know, maybe anybody who's just in sales period, maybe the holidays are a very busy time. Uh, you know, it's a time of the year where you're going to have to give a higher percentage of yourself to that job and maybe make some sacrifices around, you know, time with family or whatever it is to make that work. Uh, but for me, if that time allows me to level up in a way where I can actually pull back even more in the slower season, I will do that. So it's been an interesting learning process in being with Beauty Counter for a few years and kind of going through that cycle a few times, which you have as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, I mean, it's just always, it's always a learning process. But I think so much of it is looking at like, okay, this is the goal I want to achieve what's a realistic timeline for, for those times when I can push and those times when I really can't or shouldn't, um, and kind of knowing the difference there. And I think so much of that is knowing, you know, not only how life ebbs and flows with kids and spouses and their jobs and all sorts of things. I mean, we have during the winter, basically, you know, January through March here, my husband is ski coaching. And so, that is not hustle time for Cassie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not. It's literally survival mode. Make sure, you know, the house is taken care of and all things. Because I have a true, like, co-parent and partner. So when Josh is gone, like, we feel it in our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no, like, oh, I had everything the whole time. And he's just, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Like, it's he carries probably more of that household burden than I do. Um, and same with parenting. Because I'm usually the one in hustle mode. But we kind of switch. And it's been this really interesting thing over the years to finally lean into that and be like, oh, it's okay. And it just so happens that's the slow season with Beauty Counter. <laughs> that's a beautiful, that's it's a, beautiful it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing that you guys can have that and create that for yourselves. But that's well, and this this last year was the only time I actually allowed that to happen mm. because in previous years it didn't matter to me. It was like, oh, there is no slow season for Cassie. Like this is just go all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's incredible, and I want to speak to. I know we talk a lot about this entrepreneur life and the benefits of it, and it's wonderful. Um, I just want to put out there. I I was having this conversation with my mentor Cassie Cassie Joy from Fed and Fit yesterday. We met in person, and I was just telling. I was like, you know, I'm a reluctant entrepreneur. I am not. So again, back to the enneagram. A nine. My 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 core desire is to really be in comfort and peace, and. Mm. Um, yeah, balance kind of, but also kind of like a just just extreme comfort, meaning internal and out like external. And that is really not the life of an entrepreneur. It's uncomfortable a lot of the time. Um, not saying you can't create that for yourself. Um, but especially in the beginning when you when you are really having to like 
but it's pretty hard work. So I was telling her, I'm a, I'm a reluctant entrepreneur. I really have to fight the urge to just be like, ah, like I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. Um, I just want to go back to my, like, have someone else tell me what to do. Like, I just, I don't want to be that person. And so, but, but I do feel a calling to it. So it's this weird dynamic. Um, but all that to say, like, I think the, when you are driven by, when you're task oriented or achievement oriented, but everyone's focus or, or reason for that is different. So like, let me ask you this, Cassie, your reason for having these big goals, moving to Colorado and whatever else, if you want to share, like what's the inner desire? A lot of people will just say, oh, you just want to achieve things like, but why, why, why is that important to you? Why are those goals and dreams important to you? I don't want anyone or anything, any circumstance to control me. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to protect everyone that I love. Mm-hmm. That's that chord, right? Hello, mm -hmm. Enneagram 8 over here. Hashtag Enneagram <laughs> I, 8. <laughs> mm -hmm, any financial stress, any time stress, anything that comes up, I want to be able to not only handle that for myself, but help handle that for the people that I love and kind of are under this veil of protection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so it's it's funny because we all we can all look at people who are in this like quote unquote entrepreneur life or in this, you know, they're going hard after goals, maybe they're hustling, quote unquote. Um, and it all kind of looks the same, but deep inside there are different reasons. For me, I'm not worried about control. I truly think that one day I will get to the point where I will be able to sit in my little Colorado lodge with a warm cup of hot chocolate. And hell yes, just read a book, <laughs> and that that can be my I, life. So I have a strong wing nine, and those things are really um, palpable to me too. Mm -hmm. And or that's how I have to rest mm -hmm. with zero expectations. And so the interesting piece for me, I think a lot of people can you know, maybe get little bits of rest in on a daily basis, which I think is absolutely essential. And we all should have a stopping time for the day. I'm not the best at that. Uh, but one of the things that I figured out is that I can't really get true rest if anyone else has an expectation for me at all, mm. at all. I'm talking parenting. I'm talking spouse I'm talking work all of those things family and so for me like probably on a quarterly basis I literally take three days to be like bye mm -hmm. <laughs> um and as our like finances have opened up I've been able to actually be like I'm gonna take a solo trip for a weekend and mm -hmm. be gone um and those can even be with Josh as long as he has no expectations for me during that time <laughs> And I'm sure Other than the partnership chilling. that you guys have, I can just see, like, you communicate that. And I'm sure yes. y'all have worked through that. And I think that's wonderful. But I think it's also important to note that, like, some people have a harder time doing that. So, again, I'm going back to the conversation I had with Cassie, my mentor, who is a three on the Enneagram. And threes, they're, they're like, deepest. They're just a work powerhouse. And it's something that, like they kind of they're compulsed to do um to whereas like i mean they finish something huge and it's on to the next thing like okay great like one little clap on the back and like let's move on um, and that's like my worst nightmare though i do have some three tendencies i'm like gosh i just want to like get to the pinnacle um but yeah that rest is is hard and i will say anyone and you can kind of 
talk to me. I want to hear your experience too. But when I left my full-time job, the thing, and, and I don't knock, I don't think entrepreneurship is for everybody. Like, I don't think everyone no, should leave their full-time definitely job. Definitely not. Um, because that is, that is a, that's a hard, it's not hard. It's a, it's a, it's a time for growth. Let's just, let's put it, let's reframe it that way. But um, when I left, I had the hardest time because in my full-time job, I could clock in, clock out, mentally come home, not think about work. On the weekends, not think about work. I knew my paycheck. I knew what I needed to do to, to get my paycheck. And that was, there was a, the, a very sense of, a sense of calmness about that for me. Um, when I left, it was like, if I'm not working, I'm not making money and I need to be working all the time because I don't know what this looks like and I don't know like when do I work and how do I work and there was literally it was so hard for me to determine when to turn off I would be on my computer the kids just got home I'm like yeah I'll be there in a minute and it's like oh like there was this sense of really it was challenging for me because I'm like I want to be present but I can't I'm having a hard time figuring out what that looks like um, that was like, that took me about six months to really work through. And I still struggle with that still, because we were talking, I think, were we, was it you and I talking the other day where I was like, oh no, it was Cassie again, I'm getting all my Cassie's wires crossed here, <laughs> but it was like having that hard and fast rule that like, I need to shut off at this point because the truth is when you have big dreams, the tasks are never ending. And we have this sense that we can get everything done on our list in a day if we just work harder or stay up late or get up more early. And the truth is, like, we're probably not going to. And so the yeah. more we can really look at this from a broader perspective and that, like, I can tackle one to two giant things or big things or small things a day, the more I think we can create those boundaries around rest and work and family that's again, I don't yeah. even know. Was I answering a question? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there's any questions. Here. We're just talking. Um, <laughs> I know we're like, how far are we in the consciousness now? Uh, which is exactly why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Yeah. I, you know, for me, it's I kind of uh, internally started just laughing really hard when you said it took me about six months to figure it out. And I was like, oh, three years. Like, <laughs> Um, Still and for figuring me, it out. Entrepreneurship, <laughs> entrepreneurship for me came before motherhood. Mm -hmm. And so that was actually a more difficult transition for me because I thought I would be able to continue to work at the pace I was working with a kid at home with me, which is hilarious. Like, why? Tell me. I, this is the nature of being an eight. I don't have very many people in my life who will literally stand up to me and be like, you're being dumb. <laughs> they just won't. Because I will be like, no, I'm not. This is what I'm... And they'll be like, okay, well, I'm not going to argue with you because you think you're right. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, is probably true for pretty much everybody in my life at this point. But, you know, I wish I had had more friends in this kind of co-working space. You know, at that time I was um, kind of a solopreneur in the health and wellness industry. I didn't have a team. I didn't have people above me giving me advice, people next to me giving me advice, my peers. 
And I didn't have anybody to call me out and be like, yeah, that pace is not possible Mm -hmm. when you enter motherhood. So that was one thing. And I think pace is kind of a whole nother discussion. But as far as like the stopping point goes, man, I feel you. There have been so many times where I'm like on my computer eating dinner with my family, not proud of that. Or, you know, having it on the kitchen counter and they come in and I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, and one of the things I really learned from myself is actually, I have to have a really strong, um, like thing that disconnects me from work before my family gets Mm -hmm. home and, or before I go to pick up my kid and the drive, you know, for me to go pick up my little guy is like usually 15 minutes. It's not long enough. Like I need a longer break at the end of the day. So sometimes I'll go work out. Sometimes I'll listen to like a book that's totally unrelated to work or whatever it is or go for a walk. But I've learned I need that transition time before they come in. Otherwise I'm just like still in work mode and then I can't get out of it. Cause I'm like, still, I'm still there. And Josh is like, Hey, like, over here and I'm like oh god I'm so sorry uh and so I try to be so much more mindful of it now but it's so hard as an entrepreneur to be in this space where you feel like you have to keep pushing forward because nobody's in charge of the ship but you Mm -hmm. and just like you said like you felt like you had to work all the time because if you're not working you're not making money And when you're in a place of scarcity with your income too, that's a whole nother layer to this conversation, which if you guys haven't listened to our episode with Brie Firestone, I highly recommend it. She's amazing. Um, I'll link that in the show notes for you guys. But, you know, if you're trying to, you know, really grow your business like this is, I mean, it is the first five years are this time to really kind of give it your all. And so we have this like huge conversation around, hustling and balance and I really think the idea of balance is just complete bullshit (laughs) um you know life is just kind of this series of decisions and the choices that we make have consequences but the moments and kind of the interim journey like that's the meat of it that's the stuff that matters and it's easy to say that but hard to lean into that Uh, And it really took me a lot of time of trying to achieve this like mythical work-life balance to realize that there's no such thing. And it's just as frustrating as like the hustle was to kind of my younger self. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, okay, I thought I had achieved work-life balance like two years ago or like a year and a half ago. And I looked at that and I was like, that's hilarious. You never (laughs) rest. You rarely make time to go to the gym. You don't like ever just like give immense amounts of eye contact to your partner or your child like this. No, this is not balance, you know, and I only thought I had achieved that because we had gotten to this comfortable place with our income. Mm. And so, you know, for me, a lot of it is kind of deeply rooted in money mindset. But I think as a culture, we're just super obsessed with the idea of hustle. I mean, how many T-shirts, mugs, all of the things are like hustle hashtag hustle on Instagram and you know entrepreneurs are kind of expected to work like 15 hour days and it's kind of glorified Mm -hmm. and I think it's this like I think we're still glorifying busy I really do even if that busy is like you know quote unquote like even if the work you're doing is absolutely virtuous and amazing like you still need to be living your life and I think somewhere along the way where what I've learned for myself is that I work too hard at the cost of my health. And 
it becomes a bragging right. It's like, oh yeah, I got three hours of sleep last night, did an all nighter, got this ebook finished, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, you're nuts, <laughs> first of all. And then some people are like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. You pushed it out. You did it. Um, but we work so hard and so hard that it becomes difficult to enjoy the things that we're working so hard to be able to enjoy, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And it's amazing when you slow it down and you're like, oh my gosh, like a really slow meal or like a slow meal with friends mm-hmm. or little tiny moments with our family, which I've talked previously about. Like there are several studies out there that suggest that kids really only need like 20 minutes of your undivided attention a day, which I think is crazy and so doable. (laughs) Um, But those little moments with our family where we give them our undivided attention and they give that back to us too. It's just, it's amazing. And there's so much joy to it. And so I'm in this place where I'm like, F the hustle. Like I just don't even want it anymore. But how do I, like it's in my innate being. And I wish it wasn't. I'm really honest with you guys. I wish it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I wish I was fully happy working for somebody else. I was just talking to my friend Laurel about this yesterday. And the idea of like, man, wasn't it so nice when we worked for somebody else? (laughs) (laughs) But now you probably can't go back there. Like once you. I can. I can never. I'm so unemployable. I know. Because I had a thought. I'm not even kidding you. I just went through the scenario where I was like, okay, if you worked for somebody else, what would that look like? Da, 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 da. Go through it in my head. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I wouldn't be able to control my time. I wouldn't be able to control my money. My da, da, da. And, and for me, I've always kind of landed myself in a job where I could make more if I worked more. Like mm-hmm. there was really no ceiling to how much I could make. Um, and there was, you know, like a realistic ceiling, but you know, you could really hustle for it. And that was like having a serving job in the restaurant industry for years and years. I, I, so I've been in this, if I work more, I'll make more place for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm being super real, um, and that sounds crazy because I'm 33, but I literally have been working since I was 13 years old, like almost full time. And so this is more deeply ingrained in me than I'd like to admit. <laughs> but I think I think it's so true. I think we're like the the busy, you know, we talk about the busy being glorified. Well, in in the entrepreneur space, like I amplify that even more. We're like, yeah, you don't need to sleep. You don't need to do anything. You just need to work all the time. It's all about your output. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I love I I was having all these thoughts as you're talking because it's just like light bulb moments. But I always ask my well, what I started asking myself now was to what end? Okay, so like, and I again like I don't know how long I'm gonna get to do this thing here on Earth. Like I I, I mean sorry to take it to like a grim place, but like I could be gone tomorrow. I could be, nope. be gone next year. I could be gone yep. in five years. And while I still will work every day towards my goal, put some something in. It doesn't have to be crazy. Um, how am I living my life, my day-to-day life? Can I find joy in what I'm doing daily when I'm not achieving goals? Who am I when I'm not working? And also I know the, you know, both you and I have talked about do less and I want to kind of hit on that because it's been instrumental in reframing my mindset. And Mm -hmm. one of the exercises that she had I don't think I've talked about this with you, but one of the exercises that is in the book was basically when people feel scattered or they feel like they're they're 
not balanced or they're not really like they don't know what to do or they're just feeling really flustered um it's usually because we don't have a clear picture of what our priorities are and so mm-hmm. at the end of the day one of her exercises was like what are your priorities you know and you can't list like 20 of them because that's like the opposite of priority <laughs> that's like everything is a priority well that's just not possible so like i i sat down and i wrote down what my priority was and for me it was faith and my family and then my like sec- my financial security um mm. and because you you could list a lot of things within those things like my relationship with my kids my spouse my the podcast the beauty counter business my team but really they all kind of fit in those those buckets and so then i looked at my day and i looked okay if these are my priorities how am i how, does my day reflect that right like am i spending time in the word no that's the first thing to go like the first thing that I cut out the when first I'm thing. when I'm busy, um, am I spending time with my family? And at the time, it was like very little bit. It was like they're getting the leftover part of me after I've already like basically given everything that I could to my business. And so I think that exercises was was so powerful for me because it just helped me be like, okay, like you're saying one thing, but you're not doing it. And so the the next exercise was like, okay. As an entrepreneur, there's a lot of these challenges, but the really cool thing about being an entrepreneur is you control control your day, you control your time, and you are the only one that really tells yourself how to spend it. And so I was like, yes. all right, what's my, in a perfect world, knowing I have to work, I have to provide for my family, my kids are in school, like, you know, all those factors, obviously a perfect day for me would be like on a beach in Jamaica, but that's not really <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but like, what does that look like? And it, you know, I wrote it out and I visualized it. Like I get up in the morning, I have my coffee, I spend time in the word, I, you know, whatever, I move my body. I eat lunch sitting down <laughs> with Tim. And I really- what? What's that? Yeah, right? It's usually like, I'm not gonna eat today. I've had three cups of coffee, I feel great. Like, and then crash at the end of the day. But um, once I did that exercise, I was like, whoa. I am so far from what my ideal day was and I have power over this. And then it's like, how do I work towards that? Because it was, for me, I couldn't just go cold turkey. I had it kind of slowly do the thing, the little things that I could. So it was like, okay, I'm gonna work out. And I'm that's gonna be a non-negotiable to me. I'm gonna move my body. Let's just put it that way. Not every day is like a hardcore workout day. Um, but I'm gonna eat something. At three o'clock when the kids get home, I want my work to be done. Like. That's what I want it to look like. And so it's been a process over the last probably two months of me getting closer and closer to that. Not every day is perfect by any means. Like I had just what you were saying. I like to have like, I'm going to wrap up my work day. I'm going to put it away. It's kind of like a routine, like to get your day started and then to signal to your brain that like we can put that away now. Um, But it was a call. It was a mastermind call. We had it. And right when we got done my kids walked in and I was like my mind was racing and I had all these thoughts and I was like I gotta go do all the stuff I gotta write emails and I was snappy and I was like they wanted my attention and I I didn't want to give it to them because I was still in work mode and so all that to say that example is just to say every day is not perfect and thankfully I asked for forgiveness frequently throughout the day from my friends and my family and you know it's not just like oh forgive me like i'm gonna do it again anyways but like just that extension of grace knowing that like i'm really gonna try to like work on this in the moment moment by moment and just stick with me because i'm not perfect (laughs) 
But I love you guys so much. You know, I don't know. Again, rant. But that's what I struggle with. The best, the best <laughs> rant. I think, you know, it's really interesting to, it's every single, like our life is just made up like a series of days and those days are made up of decisions, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not the first person to say that. <laughs> the millionth person to say that. But it's, it's something that I have to come back to and be so mindful of every single day and make those decisions based on those priorities. And I did the exact same exercise from that book and I had the exact same result of being like, oh, my top priority gets the least amount of my time. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, Let's make sure, first of all, that that time is quality time. Second of all, that there's a little more of it. Mm And that involves setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And if setting boundaries means my life is going to look the way I want it to when I die, whenever that might be, tomorrow or 60 years from now, um, I'm okay with that. But I have to consciously make the decision to set those boundaries and keep those boundaries every single day. And so I'm in the process of like testing boundaries and seeing if they work. Um, both for like my own desires and then just for my work and everything like that. And it's been a really interesting thing to go from not protecting my time at all to protecting it so fiercely that I'm pretty much saying no to everything. Um, and in that kind of a season, and now I'm in a season of, okay, it's time to say yes to some things. What are those things and where do they fit in and how do they fit in with my priorities? Like where are they at on that? list um and my list is the same as your list Mm. it's faith and family and financial security a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah and whatever way we're gonna get there we have to do the faith and the family every (laughs) single day along with the things that bring us financial security Mm. and you know at, at the end of the day i don't want my kid to be there and be like oh yeah mom left us you know hundreds of thousands of dollars that's so great but we didn't really know her like no, no, I want to deeply know my kid. And I've struggled for a long time with just, you know, I feel like there are so many people and some of them have kids and some of them don't, but kind of take these early morning chunks to get work done. Um, I think you're one of those people. You hop on and you do work super early in the morning. Um, but my kid gets up early and that's like a super sweet time for us. And it's just the two of us. And that's our quality time every day. And I don't start my work day until like 11, which is kind of obscene. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, and, and that works for me. I'd rather it start earlier, but for my kid's schedule, like that's what works the best for my mom, who's my childcare provider. That's what works the best. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I jump straight into parenting and just, I have to step into the, okay, like slow down. Don't go check your volume. Don't go look at your email don't you know do any of those things and so I actually one boundary I've set is like everything's in airplane mode until um at least he is dropped off mm-hmm. and go from there and the rest is balancing the next boundary that I'm trying to figure out is the time from 9 to 11 is supposed to be personal time because I'm supposed to be giving that to myself first which we're totally recording this podcast in that window <laughs> right now <laughs> for me. So here we are 
breaking boundaries. This is like a therapy session, though, right? Like, this is just totally every every episode (laughs) of the podcast is a therapy session for me at this point. And you know, it's really interesting for me um, when I go back and you know, I've done a couple of different masterminds. I'm actually headed out to a mastermind next week when this episode airs I will already be back from it um but it's a retreat in California with the same group that I was in um Texas with for the brightly immersive mastermind and this is called the brave fear retreat and when we were at that retreat last we did some vision work um and when we did that vision like my perfect day I mean work was like a thought but it was not part of my day it literally was like I knew it was there And I knew financial security was there and it was like going on in the background, but it was not involved in this like vision of like peace and calm. And one of the things that just resonated with me so much that I wrote down right after that was I can have this right now. I can have peace and calm right fucking now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't, I, what am I waiting for? And one of the things that every business coach I've worked with and every therapist I've worked with has basically said, you need to stop saying when this happens, I will blank. When I make this much money, I will rest. When I get to this promotional title, I will take a trip. Like you have to do those things now and you have to make time and you have to make room in your budget and your mind and your life and all of those things. And so that's, that's the, You know, the nature of being an eight is being very forward thinking. You know, we're just forward oriented and similar to a three, right? Where you're talking about kind of that achievement orientedness of a three and, you know, everything is forward thought. So when I do finish something, it's like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. And watching some of our peers kind of go through these periods of like massive loads of creative energy and completing these projects. And then they go to the Bahamas for like a week. And I'm just like that is how you do it right (laughs) and obviously we can take the luxury down so like let's be realistic with where (laughs) we're at right now I can go to the beach for a week after the busiest season is done you know Mm -hmm. take a little vacate family vacay in January go on a camping trip going I mean not in January but um be a little cold (laughs) you know I yeah I mean I have camped in January before you're crazy yes (laughs) Yes, snow camping is kind of fun as long as you're fully equipped for it. Maybe I can't uh, move but to all of that to say, I, I am, I'm learning, you know, what that looks like for me, both on like a quarterly, a cyclical basis, a daily basis, a weekly basis, and I feel like that's what we have to do. We have to take it to that step and be like, okay, what happens cyclically for us? And that's obviously, which we talked about this two episodes ago kind of cycle syncing and the idea of like managing your energy throughout this framework that she explains in the do less book Kate Northrup you're a genius your mom's a genius Um, (laughs) but I think one of the things that just keeps coming back to me is that I opted out of that system for a reason Mm -hmm. I opted out of the traditional work system because it did not work for me as a woman as a mother as a creative person all of those things And one of the things that she says in the book, which is just something that's resonated with me more than anything that's been said for a long time. And because it just hit me so hard. And she says, we boldly opt out of the system to create one that works for us. And then we get stuck in the same rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yep, super guilty of that. 
Um, because most of us equate working harder to being more productive, to being more successful, to being more wealthy. And, you know, of course, it, it's it's not new. It's been going on for a very long time. And we all know more hours work does not necessarily equate to running a more successful business. And that for me is something, again, I have to constantly fight against. And, you know, I would argue at this point with what I've dealt with with burnout, which, by the way, like the World Health Organization has considered burnout a medical condition in the area of mental health. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. Um, don't the Chinese or maybe the Japanese, I can't remember. It might have been in the book. They have a term for um, basically burnout, but it's like mental health issues due to working too much, I think. I read that and maybe do less, but yeah, like it's not new. Um, it's just getting more pronounced because no. it's it's here. It's real. It's it's a problem. Yeah. And I was gonna and I think sorry. I was just gonna say like when we hustle, I think it does the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make our business more successful. You burn out and then you have nothing to give right. after. Then that. you have to take like months and months off, and it's that's the cost, right? And I was thinking. Mm-hmm. When you said, because realistically, I read in a study that people have five hours of true attention span to work. And so when you think about the regular nine to five or eight to five, however you are, um, that's what's like eight to nine hours a day that you're expected to work. But think about like, I think about when I was in a different job, I'm not going to say I don't want to get in trouble, but like, let's just be honest. How much <laughs> of that time were you like? zoned out mentally checking facebook on your phone I'd, at least two hours i mean at, at least, least two hours. you're just you're not able your brain isn't able to function at 100 percent capacity for creative thoughtful work for the most part for eight hours mm-hmm. a day and so really i loved i love the concept of do less can you give yourself five hours of quality work can you turn the phone off can you put it away can you do deep meaningful work and then like what does the rest of your day look like it looks like whatever you want it to look like which is that's my goal that's my goal for me and i know a lot of people because we're so ingrained we're like what you only work what does that end up being 25 hours a week but it's like yeah i'm doing real good like work that is meaningful in those five hours i'll take that any day over working 60 hours a week and checking out for half the time so I mean, that's that's the goal for me, and I think it's possible, obviously. And I love that, and I, I love that reminder, too, because I'm like, oh, yeah, five hours. Okay, I remember her saying that. And for me, like, realistically, that's actually what I do, but I beat myself up about it for the other four hours oh of gosh, work too. I'm supposed to be doing because I'm like why why can't I do more mm-hmm. with my time why can't I achieve more with five hours why can't and obviously we can talk about productivity like that's a separate conversation yeah. with minimizing distractions and all that kind of stuff doing deep work but I think you know I look at my work day and I'm like yeah it's basically 11 to 4 mm-hmm. you know if I want a solid transition if I want to have that personal time in the morning you know, both with my family and then for myself at the gym and shower and try to look like a real human after that shower and not just stay in my pajamas all day because I work for myself. Um, But I, yeah, it's, I think it's so true. And the interesting part, I keep going back to 
like what work looked like for me in working in the restaurant industry, which by the way, I loved still do still kind of crave it a little (laughs) bit. I've definitely thought about just doing it like one day a week, but then I go, no, someone's going to control me and I can't do that. That's why you need your own restaurant. You just have your own restaurant and you can do whatever you want to. hundred percent. Yes. That is one of the big goals. Um, but I loved the flow of that. It was like you spend a half hour to an hour preparing for your shift. You bust that shit out. You're like three to four hours of like, go, 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 go. You, you like you have to pee, but you don't remember until your shift is over because your body, that adrenaline is like pumping. You're going, 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 you're done. And then all you do at the end of the night is just like clean stuff up and restock and then you go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's mindless at the front and it's mindless at the end. And in the middle, you're doing like your solid performance. It's your, you know, three, four, five hours or whatever. And you're, you're in go mode. And then the rest of the time is yours. Mm-hmm. And you don't take it home with you. And again, we opt out of even that system, right? Because someone else was dictating my schedule. And I was like, I'm done working nights and weekends. <laughs> I'm over it. But I should be able to have the same five hour stint and keep that same level of like go 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 super focused productivity and then just be able to enjoy the rest and I think the thing that keeps me from being able to enjoy the rest is just that I'm not doing enough or that I'm not society tells you you're not doing enough right I know (laughs) and and I would argue it's also in my Mm -hmm. nature too so those two things together make it really hard and what I've learned is it's hilarious because I don't, I don't have the energy to sustain that Mm. for the duration of my working career. I just don't. And I, you know, like, man, if you're out there and you kind of have felt yourself approaching burnout, you have to slow down. You have to, because it's not going to kill your business to take some time off to rest. It's not going to kill you. It might kill you if you don't. Um, (laughs) there's a reason why like the heart rate or the heart attack rate for CEOs is so much higher, like high level business executives. It's crazy. And you know, you start like, you have to remember exactly what Jess said in the beginning. Like, you know, why, what's your, why, Mm -hmm. like, why did you start your business in the first place? Did you start your business? Did you start working for yourself so that you could spend more time on the things that matter in life? Well, you better be doing that now. <laughs> um, and I, I refuse to accept like the, the status quo. I refuse to accept that. And I think, you know, w- this idea of work-life balance kind of implies that one dedicates like an equal portion of time to work and life. And I just don't think that's true. And I, I don't think it's worth it, right? If you look at your priorities, it's not worth it. Work isn't even technically on that priority list. It's just it's just financial freedom. So whatever gets you there will get you there. And everyone's sense and of financial freedom looks different. Like financial freedom exactly. may just be like, I just want enough to eat good food, pay my <laughs> rent, and travel when I want to. And that's like, that's great. Good on you. Financial freedom for others might be like, oh. I want a private jet and I want a vacation in Tahiti. Great. <laughs> like, go for it. I, I have big financial <laughs> freedom thoughts. That's awesome. Um, I wouldn't say, I don't, I don't need a private jet. I can definitely legit go on an airline, but I want to afford a first yeah, class ticket. I was going like to say first class, happening. maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I want to, yes. and so I was going to interject um, another thought. I don't think this is in her book, but I was listening to one of Kate Northrup, Kate Northrup fangirl over here. 
Um, she on one of her podcast episodes, she talked about this idea of body first, business second, and we oh, get it so yes. wrong, and we think that we put them, we flip them like business first, and then if I have time, I'll go work out at the gym. And really, it's because we kind of think of like our mind and our creative energy as being this like abstract thing, but like where does it come from? Where does our energy come from? It comes from our body. Like we have to be nourished. We have to have like good quality sleep. We need to have a body that like actually moves because if those things aren't functioning, if we're not feeling physically well, how much of an impact does that have on our productivity, our creativity, like just everything? It impacts everything. And so that was the light bulb moment for me because I was really in that place you were talking about. I was neglecting movement. I wasn't eating well. Just all the things. The sleep was, you know, down the tube because I was working up until right before I went to bed. There was no limits on blue light screen. I was waking up super early, um, all in the name of that productivity. And I was suffering, like, I was really suffering. Um, and so once I flipped that switch and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this because all of her things in the book are just experiments. She's like, hey, try it. You don't have to like, doesn't have to be like hard and fast law forever, but just try it. Cause I think a lot of us are so afraid to like loosen that mm-hmm. control because we think we, we put in X amount of hours, we get X amount of dollars, but that's really not how it works in entrepreneurship. And her challenge is like, it doesn't have to be that way. And it can actually, there's a better way and you can work less and you can take care of yourself and you can still grow your business. Um, and so once I started doing that, she was right, obviously. Uh, um, yeah, like about everything Yeah, she's else, right too. about everything. Kate Northrup for president, 20 whatever. Um, as soon yeah. as possible, frankly. <laughs> So I would encourage you if you're in that space and you're sacrificing a lot for, um, you know, this dream or this achievement that you're going after, it's not that mm-hmm. it's a bad dream or it's not that you shouldn't be chasing after something. It's really like determining how is this sustainable? How can I do this in a way that's healthy for everyone involved, including myself, and that I can go to bed at the end of the day and be like, today was a good day. Like. I, you know, not say it's going to be perfect. You're not going to have ups and downs. Things are going to happen. But like today was a good day. I cared for myself, you know, and that's what I've just been really focused on. On like I cared for myself because if I can care for myself, I can do a heck of a lot better job caring for the people around me. And that's important to me. Well, and we always talk about how like the unsexy part of all of this is the most important part. You know, when it comes to like both your daily work tasks and what you take care of there, it's the little tiny daily consistent accent actions that are just kind of monotonous and, you know, maybe a little boring in and of themselves Mm -hmm. or may not give instant gratification. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. A lot of things require that, that are really worthwhile. Um, But I love I, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying with the body first and business second and the idea that like both your work and your personal life and or your body and your business should be allies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there was this really interesting article that I was reading um, 
actually a couple of days ago from the Harvard Business Review where they talked about how work and personal life should be allies and that it allows participation in multiple roles like parent, partner, friend, employee, and that can actually enhance your physical and psychological well-being. And then obviously when your physical and psychological well-being is enhanced, then you can work better. <laughs> um, but you have to be able to manage all of those roles and keep them all high quality and manage them together. They're not kind of these separate things, separate parts of you. There's, there's this tension between each one. And I love the idea of body first, business second, because I can tell you just through my own personal experience, I've been putting body last mm -hmm. for a good three years. Like if I'm being super honest, body has been last for a good three years and it shows like, you know, obviously I'm not even talking about like physical appearance or any of that, but I'm tired. I get sick all the time. You know, there's a lot of things popping up and it's funny. I was just talking to one of my like NTP buddies the other day and they're like, well, what do you think's going on? Do you have like a mold issue or do you, I'm like, no dude, <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating enough and I'm working too much. Like let's not overcomplicate mm -hmm. this. And I think that that's really important to say because if you're having health stuff, like primary thing is like, are you sleeping? Are you getting quality exercise? Are you eating yummy food that nourishes your body? Like, let's just start there because chances are one of those is not hitting, right? Or all of them, which for me, all of them. And so it's been a really interesting thing just to like lean into checking in on how I'm feeling on a day-to-day -day basis and say, okay, on those days where I do put body first, like how do I feel? Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I went to the gym. I was there for two hours yesterday and I was like, this is excessive, <laughs> but it just made sense with my schedule because I had to drop my son off and pick him up at preschool. And I was like, I'm not going to get anything else done in this little half hour or whatever. So I just was like, I'll do a little bit more and just have fun with it and did a little bit of extra lifting. And I was like, this feels great. And the rest of my day was so crazy productive. It's not even funny. I and I don't think that's not, that's not a separate thing. Mm -hmm. And so what if you I had tried like flip I, it on its head? Like what if you had furiously tried to go to a coffee shop and like boot up your computer and like hammer out some emails? Like how different do you think your mindset would have been? Like, yeah, you may have checked off a lot of those tasks, quote unquote, but like where would you be mentally had you flip flopped it? I would I would feel tired and like worn down. I felt good mm -hmm. tired, you know, it's like sore tired, but um, you know, I would have felt worn down and I would have still felt like I didn't mm -hmm. do enough for some reason yesterday. I was like, I did enough. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good. Close the computer. We're out, babe. Um, after you know, I, you and I had a, a mm -hmm. training call together that we did for our beauty counter teams, which was awesome. And after that, that was already later than I normally work. And so I had already taken a couple of hours to like be with mm -hmm. family and do other stuff. And then I was like, I'm going to be gone for a little bit. I'm going to need some transition time back into the real world. And then I'm here. And, and I was very intentional about that time. And it felt great. It was a huge difference. And I think it all really honestly comes down to so much self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, reigniting not only, you know, in, in your innate being. This is why we love the Enneagram so much. Like why, why you do what you do. Like what's your core desire. Um, but also like what what lights you up on the day-to-day -day and where are your priorities and just you know right it's so simple but go do that mm -hmm. stuff and figure it out 
Um, because more often than not, what I figured out is even, even a week after I've done an activity like that, I'm like, Oh, priorities are still skewed. This is a daily thing. Okay. And I have, um, a friend actually recently gave me, um, the start today journal from Rachel Hollis, which again, like she's the hustle queen. And so I'm kind of like, eh, you know, take it or leave it. I like a lot of the things that she says. I think a lot of what she's saying is not new, but it's, um, pretty revolutionary for the people that kind of follow her because it's kind of new mm-hmm. to them. It's just a different group of people who's kind of jumping in that train. And for those of us who are in the entrepreneurial space, we've been on that train for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, and the way she says things sometimes, it just makes me cringe because it's she talks about like the hustle, but then she's also like, oh, but you need to take care of your health too. And there's kind of a dichotomy sometimes in what she says. And for me, like getting back to this idea of letting go of the hustle and kind of embracing not just practicing good self-care, but being in your body and feeling great and letting that speak into the work that you do and your time with your family and all of that. It all comes back as like ease as a measure of success. Ease and ease to me means having the ease to take that time with my family, with, you know, like actually being in the word, like you said, like it's the first thing to go every Every time. time. And I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, what is wrong with me? You literally gave me life. Like, I'm here, would not be here otherwise, yeah. you know? And here we are. I'm laughing. Um, with skewed, skewed yeah, priorities. Yeah, I'm laughing because we're kind of going through a transition. Uh, Tim is contemplating taking a full-time job, and, like, I'm going through some other transitions, like, professionally. And I, I told Tim yesterday, I was like, I just want to know what God wants me to do. And he's like, well, did you ask him? And I was like cool like I didn't ask him I haven't asked him at all like I haven't Mm -hmm. like I mean it's just like any relationship like have you have you called him like in my mind's like calls like just talk to him you know but like yeah I can't anyways shot to the heart because I needed to hear that too (laughs) yeah and I you know I, I like I started talking about the start today journal I where I was going with that is that I had the first time I made the list like being like a god-fearing woman or a godly woman or like someone who just seeks after his heart every day like that was not on the fucking list <laughs> and yes I'm saying that's bomb in the same <laughs> sentence I'm right. talking about my you love Jesus you cuss a little just, it's all fine it's literally just who I am. Like, this is who we are. I know everybody's always surprised either way. Um, but it's, you know, it's just one of those things where I was like, okay, um, tear that page out new list. Uh, and that was a really, really good realization for me to be like, oh, this is not even top Mm -hmm. of mind. Like, how do you make something top of mind? You make it part of your freaking priorities. (laughs) You have to actually take those daily actions. And, you know, I think when you reach this place of um, of ease and I'm not going to say you reach the place of success. Right. Because that's so mm-hmm. different. You know, you can't let anyone define success for you. But for me, it's turning into this really interesting idea of ease. Mm-hmm. And for me, the ultimate measure of success involves freedom because freedom to me means ease. That, that's what ease means to me. For you, it might be like comfort mm-hmm. means ease. Right. And so. Uh, you know, for me, that means like freedom from 
uh, other people's opinions, from social constraints, from fear, from disease, from anxiety, from addiction, like whatever it is. And allowing myself to have that freedom means I get to dictate my days and my time and all of that. And I think, you know, you and only you can define what success means to you. But I think, you know, it's super admirable for those of us who have like huge, big, bold ambitions. And I think you should absolutely want to make something of yourself. Like I am in that category of very big things to do while I'm here on this earth. And I think you should strive for bigger and better things in whatever way you want to define what sex like success means for you. And that's all good. But hustle on its own is, is not going to be enough. And it's probably not going to mm-hmm. get you there. And so maybe we have a whole nother conversation around like the practicality behind this. Yeah. How do we, how do we do that? Like, how do we work on achieving balance? And I think we shared some of those tips throughout and I hope that's helpful for everybody. But, um, I think this is going to be a conversation we keep having to have like both on the podcast and you and I yeah. with each other. And, um, as a working group of female entrepreneurs in general, it's um it's a really interesting and difficult place to navigate mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, and I it again, it's this this dichotomy between ease and action because I also struggle with, you know, as a 9 too, like I struggle with momentum and inertia and actually taking action. Once I get going, I'm I'm good, but it's like my my family has this saying. I'm sure other people do too, but it's you can want in one hand shit in the other and you see which one fills up faster. So that's kind of been like my guide. Like that's what my family, that's like guides us. <laughs> so I wonder where I get my like need to like achieve. But it's also, it goes on the flip side. It's like if I want to feel peace, if I want to feel comfort, I can't just sit here and wish it to be so. You know, I have got to take and I would love to either continue the conversation on another episode or just with you about what, how am I going to create that for myself? It's not just me sitting here and being yes. like, I really wish I could work less, but oh well, here we go, another eight hour day. Another day like hitting the pillow at the end of the day and being like, man, I wish I wouldn't have been so X, Y, Z, or man, I wish I would have put my computer away because that happens a lot to me, to be honest. And so it is, it's just what you said. Yeah. It's change doesn't happen in a day like it happens daily it is a daily choice every single day for me to close the computer and look at my children in the face and so it's not there is some action required to create that you know like a like lot, a lot. actually <laughs> like a lot of intentionality mm-hmm. and so much of the last year from me it for me in every sense like you know personal professional all of those things has been shifting from being a reactionary person to an intentional Mm -hmm. person. And again, that is actually really against my nature as an eight. Like I'm reactionary. I'm in the anger triad. Like I just do stuff. (laughs) I don't really think about how it affects other people. And of course, like you cannot operate through life without thinking about how your actions Mm -hmm. affect other people um, or the planet or whatever. And so it's it's just it's this really interesting it's an interesting way to move through life and it's a difficult thing to navigate but we're all here for it um and i have so much more to say as i always do which is why we have i know podcasts are the best (laughs) everyone should get them oh they're the best which by the way 
Jess is going to tell us where you can find her to enjoy more conversations like this. Yes. So you can find me. I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm at jess.holdthespace. And if you want to hear more musings about... I mean, it's the same. I feel like our podcasts are similar in terms of like, we. it's a lot of life musings, but we have the Modern Mamas podcast, my co-host Laura and I, um, and it's a, it's a great space. It's we're, We just have enjoyed creating that community and a lot of like-minded women. So that's really where I am. Is that where I am? That's where I am. I think, that, I think that's where you are. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, um, we're doing a website. That's coming soon. I'm redoing one. So that will be probably not ooh. live in, for a couple more weeks, but it's coming. And that's for, for you. Mm-hmm. That's JessGertner.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it might be ready when this episode You know, airs, let's put so it out there, and that will hold me a little bit accountable. Because that's one of those <laughs> things that's like, that's not hard. I just need to do it. And that's not a hustle thing. That's like, yes. come on, like just do your thing. That's a priority, so do the thing <laughs> oh my gosh wonderful well yeah i highly recommend you guys check out the modern mamas podcast they not only interview some really incredible people but have a lot of episodes like this where they call it their mm-hmm. ketchup episodes which those are my favorites <laughs> by the way um where they just talk about life you know she and laura and so highly recommend going and listening to that podcast clearly you're already a podcast lover because you're listening to this one um and then lastly i will say if you guys haven't please go and leave us a review on itunes they make our podcast more visible to other people so that we can help more people and kind of continue this conversation in a broader and broader sense as we move through it and we also just love to know what you think too and have really enjoyed reading those reviews and then sharing them with you guys on the podcast lately too so thanks for your time you guys we really appreciate we know time is so precious hence the discussion today and we just really appreciate you being here with us for this hour so have a wonderful day Bye, guys